Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about our favorite subject, that's Christian Zionism. In this case, we've got two well-known Christian Zionists. They're actually on the war path against each other, and they're both calling each other liars. And it's kind of interesting. Our friend Craig Hansen put us on to this. There was an article in Mondo Ice by a fellow by the name of Ben Horton. And Mondo Weiss is run by Philip Weiss, a Jewish American who is decidedly pro-peace, pro-Palestinian. It's quite an amazing sight. But he's talking about this little turf war between John Hagee and Joseph Farah of World Net Daily. And as this article describes World Net Daily, quote, is a far-right website that published an article in March 2015 about the blood moon prophecy, an end-of-time theory that lunar eclipses are a sign that the world is on the brink of destruction and that the second coming of Jesus Christ is near. And many of you may recall that John Hagee has written a book about the four blood moons, And we have a very excellent podcast by our good friend, Pastor William Bell, that refutes biblically. It's a very logical and well done. You can find that on our podcast. We'll have a link to that podcast here in the description of this program. And we've, of course, talked about John Hagee's antics over the years and What this is all about is basically World Debt Daily is saying that John Hagee is lying about where he got the idea for the four blood moons from a pastor, Blitz, who introduced the idea to him and had done some research on it. And so there were counterclaims by John Hagee's ministries saying that the World Net Daily needed to apologize to them. This article in Mondo Weiss rightly defines Christian Zionism. They say, quote, Christian Zionism is the belief that God gave the Jewish people the land of Israel in historic Palestine. Christian Zionists hold that this is part of a biblical prophecy and is a necessary prerequisite before the second coming of Jesus Christ and the ensuing day of judgment. This is not a view shared by all Christians, yet is very common among evangelical and conservative Protestants. In recent years, it has gained prominence in the U.S., particularly in the Bible Belt. And they reference a 2013 Pew Research poll. Chuck, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, well, the most shocking feature of this poll, I thought, was that this is a measurement of who believes that God gave the territory of Palestine to Israel. The question is, was Israel given to the Jewish people by God? The question is skewed because there was no state of Israel. There was no Israel before the state of Israel called itself Israel. 
The place that they're talking about it was not called Israel at the time in 1947 or 48. It was called Palestine. So the, the way that the question is skewed would tend to make people stumble over this question. And obviously, if it was Israel, they were giving it to the Jews. So a better question would have been, do you believe that God gave the land called Palestine to the present-day state of Israel? So because the question is funny, I think the answers are strange. But one group that I noticed that should have said no is white mainline Protestants. They classify them as white evangelicals, white mainline Protestants and Catholics. And then they toss in black Protestants in too. The white mainline Protestants, 47% of them said yes to that question, which is not even a valid question. The Catholics, of course, had it better. Maybe their history is a little better. So only 38% said yes. And 45% said no and 13% didn't know. When you get into the evangelicals, those who call themselves born-again Christians, the numbers run up to something like 82%. That author of a paper named Ben Norton observes that there are more evangelicals who believe God gave Israel, quote, Israel, to the Jews than there are Jews who think that. And the polls do show that. The polls also seem to show that there's an awful lot of atheists in the world. Among the Jewish community, there's a substantial number of atheists who say they don't believe in God at all. The percentages ran a net Jewish 28% who say when they're asked this question, they, they, their answer was, there ain't no God. <laughs> and so then if you break the Jewish down by various religions, uh, the uh, real liberal ones, no denomination at all. In other words, they're a generic Jew. 48% of them say that uh, there ain't no God. Uh, the Reform, which is the uh, most liberal of the branches, says 24%. They, of course, go to synagogue and claim to be religious, but 24% say no God. The conservatives, 14%, say there's no God. And even the ultra-Orthodox have 3% who answered the poll and said there's no God. So what this shows is a very confusing thing. What's bothering to me, guys, is that this shows that Christian Zionism has had a powerful impact on black Protestants, white mainline Protestants, even on Catholics, because there's way too many of these people that are answering this question wrong. Did God give Israel to the Jews? Was that the, really the question? I can hardly believe they'd ask such a question. So far too many religious people who are not evangelicals are still being influenced by the shouting, screaming, and hollering. And, of course, it isn't just coming from the evangelical churches. It's coming from the Republican Party and elements of the Democrat Party and the Tea Party and, and all the other ultra-conservative organizations, end quote. Hey, well, Chuck, Chuck, this is Glenn. Is that because of the influence of the Oxford University Schofield Bible that the Protestants are feeling this, or is there other factors? There could be an influence. It could be an influencing factor, but generally... Protestant mainline churches like the one I think you go to, they don't suggest that people buy a Schofield Bible and read those footnotes. So generally the mainline churches have not had this attitude that the Palestinians' land is a gift to the Jews from God. That's just not generally in mainline Protestant theology, but still 47% of mainline people seem to have been bought into this idea.
Well, what I'm wondering is, does that stem back to the Schofield Bible some way, somehow? Yeah, yes, yes, it does. I mean, okay. that was the tool and weapon used to create this whole idea. Absolutely. Okay. This idea came out of people like Cyrus High Schofield. Absolutely. Well, there's also a conditioning process of Americans. We know that. We've been conditioned to accept our serial wars. And yes. the physical state of Israel has been around, so it's it's they get nothing but positive reinforcement from our media and the government. So there's a lot of factors beside religion. I doubt that a mainline church pastor studied with a Schofield Bible. So it obviously has the influence the evangelical churches because we know it was promoted through the seminaries after it was published in 1909. So there certainly are a number of factors that go into this. So it's kind of hard to give a, a pat answer to that question, Glenn. The other well, thing that interesting to me in this article from Mondo Weiss, they go into some of these bizarre ideas that are promulgated by the likes of John Hagee. For example, one is this idea that Hagee claimed that Ebola, along with the civil rights protests in Ferguson and elsewhere, was God's way of punishing America because Obama was looking to divide Israel. Crazy things like that. We've got a short video on our website about this judgment of Ebola. It's absolutely insanity. And in fact, uh, the Hagee ministry has actually taken this off, but somebody else is actually, and we've got a copy of it, so you can go actually see it there. One kind of encouraging thing that I noticed in this poll, and that is that the Americans who consider themselves unaffiliated, in other words, they don't identify with any particular church, 36% of those unaffiliated people said they don't believe in God. So that's what you'd expect. If they're unaffiliated, well, probably there are a lot of more atheists. We do have atheists. But only 16% of the unaffiliated people said God gave, quote, Israel to the Jews. So the best group, as far as the people that we can approach, would probably be unaffiliated people. They're the closest people you can think of to being neutral on this subject of Israel and Palestine. Well, what's also interesting, Chuck, is according to the few research report, they say, quote, but even Jews who do believe in God are less likely than evangelicals to believe that God gave the land that is now Israel to the Jewish people. Yeah. 55% of the Jews versus 82 of the white evangelicals believe that right. uh, God gave the land to Israel. So that's kind of telling right there in itself. So, so we can say, God bless the unaffiliated. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Craig, you had some more information about four blood moons. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to go into all the details of the blood moon hoax. Anybody can go on the online and find out what Hagee says about it. But the basic premise is that every time there's been a tetrad, which is uh, four blood moons, and a blood moon is simply a total lunar eclipse that takes place when the Earth's shadow uh, goes in front of a full moon. And it, it happens throughout history. It's not an uncommon event. It's not all tied together with Jewish destruction or events and so forth, which is pretty much the, the claim that, that uh, Mark Blitz and Hagee make is that any time this tetrad, is which, which is called when you have the, the four total eclipses in a row, 
that when this happens, bad things have happened or good things have happened to the Jewish nation, the people, and, and so forth. Anyway, if you start looking at the, the facts behind the thing, it really falls apart. I'd like to get the listeners to take a look at an article which was written by a gentleman named Keith Giles, G-I-L-E-S. He's from uh, California, and he exposes the blood moon hoax. And he, he points out, and I'll just read a, a few paragraphs. And when I, when I was reading about Mark Blitz and Farah and Hagee and all this stuff, they were so amazed that this blood moon occurs on Jewish festival days. Well, why would they be amazed? Because Passover and so many of the Jewish holidays take place on full moons, and you can only have a blood moon on a full moon. Therefore, if a Jewish holiday is on a full moon, the chances are it's going to be on a total eclipse on, and, and sometime as, as, as it comes by. Anyway, it goes about the, they say the, the lunar eclipse in 1492 is a sign that the Jews part of the Inquisition. Well, the problem with that is that the, the tribunal that, now this is from uh, Giles article, it says the tribunal that expelled the Jews was established in November 1st of 1498, which occurred 15 years before the lunar eclipse. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, whoops, we missed that one by a little bit. And that uh, in the 1948 eclipse, another one they point out, was also another sign of Israel's War of Independence because the war began on May 15th, 1948, and ended on March of 10th of 1949. And the first of the four lunar eclipses didn't happen until over a month after the war ended. And so he says that, by definition, is not a sign from God. It's like, uh, you know, if God's going to do this, you think he could get the dates right. You know, he, he's, he's, he's missing it you know, by 15 years and a few months here and so forth. Then the 1967 eclipse is not a sign of the Israeli forces taking possession of the old city of Jerusalem. Why not? Because that took place on June 7, 1967, and the lunar eclipse took place 44 days before that day. And I guess God's getting closer here. We're, we're <laughs> off 14 years, and he's, 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 he's kind of fine-tuning this. Uh, <laughs> in a, in, anyway, that's, that's me putting that in there. Back to Giles article, he says, so in what way are any of these signs signs of anything? They're not. It says, let's be clear, nothing can truly be considered a sign from God unless a prophet of God speaks the prophecy in advance of the event, and then the sign is given as proof. And he goes through a, a whole bunch of them, and there were a whole bunch of blood moons that didn't happen on specific days. I mean, you think when Israel left Egypt in the Exodus, Moses and all that, you think that would have been an important event that God would have done with these blood moons? Well, he missed that one. He missed Joshua entering into the Canaan land. He missed the ten northern tribes in the Assyrian captivity. He missed the uh, Judah going into Babylonian captivity. You know, all these, all these great monumental Jewish events it did not have a tetrad in there. So basically, it makes good money. You can sell it to these evangelicals who seem to be uh, ready to suck up on any of this nonsense. And Blitz has made a fortune on it. And this turf war that we're talking about has to do with more of uh, rights to copyrights to the, the material than it does anything else. I want to say in closing, though, that the thing that does concern me is that with all this hype, it can turn into self-fulfilling prophecy. If all these world events light up and they can say, oh, see, it was, for, it was foretold in the stars that Israel was going to be attacked. Well, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You've stirred all this up, 
and now here we're, we're dealing with the consequences for it. And also, it's clear in Scripture that we're not to mess around with astrology, with uh, looking to the stars and so forth and so on. And one more thing, what gets me about the Zionists, their hyper-literalism, that there's so much uh, taking, you know, that, oh, the, the moon's going to turn to blood and all these other things. Well, the, the moon isn't going to turn to blood. So, okay, well, yeah, that means a lunar eclipse. When you start to take that same thing and apply it to Jesus' second coming with all this stuff and the stars falling out of the sky and this, that, and the other thing, they say, oh, that's literal. You know, he's, he's, uh, all, all this stuff is literal. But when it comes to the blood moon, now suddenly they've turned that into a full lunar eclipse. And so the inconsistency and in their, their hyper-literalism is really something that aggravates me as well. Anyway, back to you guys. Thanks, Craig. That was an excellent report. And, yes, we would direct people that are listening to this to uh, challenge one of their friends. If you've got any thinking friends, to have them take a look at some of these claims and see the inconsistencies. There's certainly are a wealth of them, and to us, it's interesting that here these two parties are fighting about this. They're not really disagreeing on it. It's just saying who, who's right and what have you. So I think this is a good example of the untruths that we get out of the Christian Zionist camp, and so that's our report for tonight. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.